0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is the Adventure Jogger. So the Adventure Jogger podcast for me is all about sharing stories, uh, stories from people at the front of the pack, middle of the pack, the back of the pack. I got this message on the Adventure Jogger Facebook page, and I'm like, okay, this is a story that has to be shared. It goes a little something like this. Ryan, thought you might enjoy this. This weekend, I did a 26-mile pack Packboro race in California. It took seven hours because I had a stubborn ass with a great picture, That message was from Dan Schamburg. Dan, there is so much to unpack from that, like, two sentences you sent me. Pack Burrow Racing? This is a thing?
1: That is exactly the same thing I first thought when I first heard about this race was, what is this? (laughs) How do I do it? And, you know, when do we do this? Like it, It was... Something I'd never heard before: pack boy racing. Um, A buddy of mine, a good friend who also happens to be my running partner. You know, you have a close guy you run to a lot of your training with. Yeah, he runs with, and uh, it also happens that he's also my drinking buddy. So, (laughs) when your running buddy and your drinking buddy are the same person, right? Conversations start like, you know, what we should do? (laughs) Right. And it goes from there. And so this is one of those scenarios where I get, I think it was like a Facebook message or a text message just with the link to ultra sign up that says, you know, uh, run with the Burroughs, California. And the message my buddy says, we should go run this race just as marathon. and Take some photos. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. You know, I haven't run a race since COVID started really. And uh, it's an actual race that they're allowing to happen. So go out there and get some training miles in.
0: So it's an actual race. It's called the Run with the Burros, California. Is that what it's called?
1: Yes, Run with the Burros, California. It's the I think it's the inaugural event here <laughs> for this in California. I think they did it fifty years ago, um, and if I mess up on a lot of my pack burrow racing history, forgive me. I'm new to the sport. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing they did it here in California fifty years ago, somewhere like that, and a group called Run the Breakfast Burritos. Is the name of the group that put it on, and uh, so basically they run with burros. Yeah. And just on burrito, there. Oh, just so you know, Ryan. Yeah. In this whole sport of, aqua racing, there are puns aplenty. <laughs> Anywhere that you can insert the word ass, <laughs> or, or anything along those lines, they will they will you know, take that opportunity and do that. As they should. As they should, right? I mean, that was, <laughs> that was one of the initial appeals is like, you know, as being able to make all the sarcastic comments and the jokes that go along with running with a donkey. <laughs>
0: okay. So, I, I people would scream if I didn't ask you this, Dan. How much does it cost to participate in a pack burrow race?
1: Well, so the race itself was only like 60 bucks entry. Okay. Which is very reasonable. Yeah. As far as trail runs go. Um, and if you have your own donkey or burro, yeah. uh, you, you can run with it, obviously. Break yeah. Number. Um, but part of the, the run was for a charity called, I think it was the Donkey Forever Home Association. Uh, the, um, I had to look it up. But, um, so it's a charity for you know donkeys. yes yeah. you know, to feed them and to, to house them and whatnot. And so they had some of these donkeys that you can rent, and they come from Colorado, I believe, either Arizona or Colorado. And uh, so you fill an application online when you sign up for the race. So initially we were just going to do it as a marathon. Yeah. For photos. T- Unfortunately, like anything else that I do, why just go and run a marathon and take photos of people running with girls? if I can actually go and run with the borough, right? I don't do anything half-assed, right? Right. I go full ass. Yeah. Like, my, oh yeah. My, You're, my yeah.
0: <laughs> Keep track at home, everybody. How many ass puns we're going to have on this episode okay. about pack borough racing.
1: Exactly. Um, so I looked into it, so I filled the an application. And so to answer your question first, I think it's like 200 bucks, but it all goes to the charity and for them to bring it down there. So they're not making any money on the pros. It's just, to, to help support them and get the cost of them traveling to uh, California, I believe. Um, so yes, yeah, so you can rent your own donkey for 200 bucks and um, and have a good old time.
0: Okay. So this, this pack racing, how, how did you train? You have to, so you have to have this, this donkey attached to you at all times during the race.
1: Well, first of all, I didn't train for this. Okay, good, good. Just so this, this, this was the training, right? This race. <laughs> <laughs> just some training for whatever I do next year, my, my next race in July.
0: Right. Uh,
1: we're just going to go there to get some miles in. And the reason why I didn't initially want to run with the burro is because I only found out a month before. There's no way you can, I'm assuming that it takes, you have to actually train with a donkey. You can't just show up, here's your donkey, have fun. Right. Well, apparently, you can, and that's, <laughs> a lot of it is done. <laughs> um, but I decided, you know, there's like three weeks away, you know, let me fill the online application, send it in, whatever. Yeah. Well, about two weeks before the the race, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go, we're going to do the race and have fun. And um, also, I get this email and a PayPal, you know, link as well. I'm like, oh, what happened? And I look, you, congratulations, you've been paired with Burrow. i thought, like, ah, too bad I already decided I didn't want to do this. Well, I open up the email and I look and it says, You've been paired with Smokey the Burrow. <laughs> and immediately my thought was, shit, I have to run this race now. Uh, I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. I yeah. Went to school for about half of a decade. And at the University of Tennessee there in the mascot is Smoky. Right, yeah. And so I thought, shit, I have to now I can't pass up an opportunity to run with a bro named Smokey. Right. Uh, so the next thing I did was I, I talked to my wife I said, Hey, Bridget, do you remember that race I signed up for? Well, I had the opportunity to, uh, run with a donkey and surprisingly she was all in she's like, go for it, do this race. And, um, so I applied back and I'm, I'm a donkey now. I've got two weeks. I don't know what to do. I do not know how to train. Do I have to drive up there a week before? What, where do I, what do I do? So the next thing I do, like anything is I start looking up on YouTube. You know videos all about pack racing some videos about how to lead a horse because i can't find anything about how to lead a bro <laughs> so research as far as actually training with one they just said all right show up on you know friday the race is saturday morning and we'll show you your donkey and you're off wow so where do you live
0: right now dan I live in uh, San Diego. Oh, okay. So you're not in Tennessee anymore. So you didn't have to go all the way across the country for this race. You just had to go. No. Okay. All right. So you're in California now. Um, It's still like a a five-hour
1: drive north where this is. So I live in San Diego. And this area is uh, between where the uh, Mojave Desert and the Sierra Nevadas kind of meet.
0: Okay. All right. I got you. So you do some YouTube videos. That's what we do now. You know, he's like, "Oh, there's got there has to be a YouTube video about racing with the Pack Burrow. This has to be a thing." And lo and behold, there are not any videos.
1: No, no, there are lots of videos. Oh, okay. So, if you the the first one I saw, uh, I thought, "Oh, this is probably a good one." It's a Solomon video, and I think it goes a little bit about the history. And it goes, "There's the big race, kind of like the Super Bowl of Pack Burrow racing in (laughs) uh, in Colorado. They have it every year." And I think it's at uh, Leadville, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. And so it's its a thing. They do it every year. And apparently Colorado has made Packboro Racing a heritage sport. Really? So it's been going on for quite a while. In fact, the history of Packboro Racing, from what I gather, there's several stories. Uh, the first one, based on that Solomon video, was that some town in Colorado, maybe Leadville or whatever, decided we need to bring more people in. So a newspaper wrote an article and created this race. And that's how it got started. And the other version is two old miners struck gold and had to race back to town to stake their claim, I guess. And their donkeys were full with the saddle, the pack, the axe, the gold pans and everything. And they they couldn't ride the donkey. So they had to to run with the donkey back to town. One had to try to beat the other to stake the claim. (laughs) and. Lo and behold, people decide, you know what, let's make this a sport. <laughs> so, okay, there are
0: videos. There's a video made by Solomon. So this is a legit thing. It's a big deal in Colorado. You just you do drunkenness with your running buddy. You guys decide to go sign up for this thing. So you go to the race, you get you, you get to meet when do you get to meet your borough before you're gonna be tethered together for a race?
1: So the race is Saturday morning starts at like seven o'clock in the morning, which is good for, you know, morning race. It's not after sunrise. I guess burros can't wear headlamps apparently. (laughs) Uh, So the race is Saturday morning. So I decided I need to get there on Friday to go. And normally I would just get up and leave, drive, get there, spend the whole afternoon learning how to run the donkey. But I decided to make it a family event. So I brought my wife and kids with me. Yeah. And uh, so we leave in the afternoon and we're driving there. And my wife said afterwards, I noticed you were a little bit stressed on the drive up to this race. And I didn't think about it because normally, you know, a marathon, ultra marathon. Yeah. I've done it enough times. I'm not that stressed preparing for the event. But for this one, unbeknownst to me, I was a little bit stressed, you know, not knowing what to anticipate or expect with with meeting a donkey for the first time or Smoky. Yeah. But uh, so we get there on Friday evening about half an hour, an hour before sunset. So there's just enough time to meet the donkeys. And uh, I walk up to the area in the starting line. There's this end with about 20 donkeys in there. I'll interchange between donkeys and bros um, throughout this conversation. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Realized As we were, we were driving, burrito is named after donkey. Burrito means a little donkey. It never occurred to me in all these years eating burritos.
0: Oh, Dan, mind blown. <laughs> It makes perfect sense if you've had like, you know, seventh grade Spanish. That makes perfect sense.
1: Yes. Which I have not, but you know, bro burrito. All of a sudden, my mind just the light bulb. Yeah. Went off. There we go. That's that's where they're named after. Um, so we get there Friday evening with an hour to go, and I walk up to somebody with a cowboy hat. <laughs> and you you work here? And I said, "I'm here. I'm I'm running with Smokey," and they of looked at me. First thing the woman said was, Oh, so you're the one running with Smokey. Oh, that can't be a good sign. <laughs>
0: they were waiting for you all day. Like exactly. I can't wait until Smokey sucker
1: shows yeah. up. Exactly. So she goes, all right, do you want to take him out for a run? And I said, yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's why I'm here to try to at least get some sort of feel for for what to do. And uh, yeah. so she calls over this guy, I forget his name now, but he just to End up winning the race overall. Hey, can you take Smokey and Dan out uh, for a run? And the guy said reluctantly, "Said yeah, sure." And so he starts to get the the halter, you know, the harness, and the lead, and all this on the donkey. And she goes, "So just so you know, Donkey or uh, Smokey has a girlfriend. His uh, her name is Alice. Uh, donkey or uh, Smoky will only go where Alice goes. So you." Basically, are going to be paired with Alice for the entire race and whoever Alice runner, Alice's runner is. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So now she goes, I hope you weren't trying to win the race because <laughs> so basically I'm now paired with another donkey for the entire event, however long that may be. Right. She she gets out Alice and she gets out Smokey. And I'm like, Oh crap, what am I doing here? They're like, all right, here's the lead. You're just down the left side of the donkey. Hold on. All right, he'll take you out for a run. That's not a lot of instructions. Right. Yeah. A special command that I say. <laughs> what else goes along with this? Did
0: you practice like uh, before you left, like the type of noises? Like
1: I didn't because I wasn't sure what noise they would <laughs> They would teach me the commands. Right. You're hoping that when you show up
0: and you go to the, the cowboy looking people, they're going to say, all right, Dan, here's Smokey. You go, Wants to get them going, you go to get them to stop. Like they're giving you all the little clicks and whistles and things to say. You get none of that.
1: Nothing. Um, (laughs) They said, make loud noises, essentially. (laughs) You have to assert your dominance, is kind of what I gathered.
0: Um, Which, okay, how many minutes into this? Meeting the Cowboys and meeting your donkey, are you like, oh, shit, I am in way over my head?
1: Oh, immediately. (laughs) I mean, I kind of knew that before this whole thing started, but immediately, as soon as I'm standing there now with with Smokey, he's got his uh, harness on and I've got the lead. And she also said, so Smokey has the longest lead of all the horses because you're going to need all that rope. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or all the burrows, sorry. Yeah. So this whole training run lasted maybe two minutes. Uh, The guy said, kind of took me up from the start. We went up maybe a minute there, kind of a slight incline on this wide uh, gravel fire road. Yeah. He goes, okay, great. He's kind of trotting. He goes, your job is not to motivate Smokey. Your job is to motivate Alice because if Alice goes, Smokey will go. (laughs) Okay, great. So now I'm in charge of two donkeys. (laughs) So like, you got the idea for this? I was like, yeah, okay. You know, we're, we're trotting. This is not so bad. <laughs> Apparently, the command is yep, 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 and the level of intensity on your yep, yeah. understand what to do? <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how many thousands of times I said yep, yep, <laughs> over the over the twenty-six mile race. And uh, so we get a minute in. He says, "Okay, uh, let's go downhill." So he turns around, and this guy. Is definitely playing with me. Yeah. This is like Dan, oh, what's really going on? And then all of a sudden the, this runner just takes off. He gets Alice and they just bolt. Next thing I know, Smokey, like a bad out of hell, just starts running as fast as he can. And these these animals are fast. Yeah. And so I am like over striding, trying to keep up. And Smokey's just going faster and faster and faster. And this is downhill gravel. I've only been doing this for about a minute and a half now. And so I start letting out the rope. Further and further and further. Now I'm at the end of the rope, just holding on for dear life. I just let go. Like just let go. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, and the guy is basically laughing at me at the bottom there. And and the owner of the the donkey, she's like, "Oh right, basically the the guy that took me out was just messing with me the whole time." Hope this is not 26 miles of this.
0: That was not in the Solomon video that you watched.
1: No, it was not. When you see the Solomon video, you see, you know, men, women, old, young, you know, of elite runners, you know, average Joe runners, like right people. They're all just kind of trotting with the donkeys. Like, how hard can that be? Right. You know, when you see an out of shape person at an or what you think is an out of shape person at an ultra, you're like, if they can do it, I can do it. And uh, so you know, I was I was expecting it not to be too difficult, but uh. It's very challenging. Um, so we're right after that two minute run and the sun has gone down and now it's basically get ready to go to, you know, get ready for the race. It's like, shit, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. And uh, so went to bed that evening with the family in uh, basically this desert town in the middle of nowhere. And in, in the Inyokern is the, the place. Um, it's basically a couple hours south of Badwater. Okay. Right so, it's like northeast of Los Angeles, south of Badwater. Okay. Right of Mojave Desert area. And uh, so, I get up right early because you have to be there an hour, at least an hour before, two hours before the race to saddle your donkeys. So, I get up and uh, get there the next morning at, I think, five o'clock in the morning. And I forgot one time to forget my headlamp. Right. And I, I'm not thinking this is an ultra marathon. I'm not planning on being there overnight or anything, but it's dark. And I started like, shit, I'm a headlamp. You know, how's this going to go? Yeah. Donkey. But uh, I get there. There's luckily that floodlights and people, you're using their iPhones at six o'clock in the morning. But, um, you know, they bring out Smokey. I had to saddle him, which is an experience. You have to make sure it's... First thing I do is I had to brush him. It's been like 10 minutes brushing a donkey, which I've never done before. Luckily, I watched the video. <laughs> it says, you got to brush a donkey. So I knew, all right, you, know, you got to brush it make sure all the... Um, uh, stickers and all kinds of stuff for not on the fur because if you they have that and you put the saddle on top of them or the pack it is very uncomfortable oh, okay okay make sure you rub the back the sides the belly everywhere and um, and so we put the saddle on and Smokey's ready to go at about 6:15 in the morning and now it's just a waiting game and uh, and so that's when I met Kevin. My de facto running partner for the next twenty six miles. Oh, he's and the I, guy who's the lead for Alice. Yeah. Okay. For Alice, so I finally meet him, and I, I check him out. He's got a—he looks like an ultra runner. Yeah. He's got, you know the the makeshift beard I call it—that right? That a lot of ultra runners have these days. And, all right. Yeah. You know, he's a hundred mile race, so all right. I think uh, I think uh, we can you know, make this work. And I, I mean, I have no concept about how long it's going to take me. Normally, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to pace myself for the first. 10 miles, then, you know, water aid stations, you know, I have no idea how to prepare for this. Yeah, And uh, all of a sudden, you know, now there's people showing up. There's about a hundred and I think about a little over a hundred total runners and about 10 of us doing the marathon with the donkey and about, I think 20, 10 or 15 or 20 people doing the 10 mile option, which at this point I'm thinking, why did I not sign up for the 10 mile <laughs>
0: I was such an idiot. I, there was a 10 mile option and I sign up for the marathon.
1: No, but, but this all goes back to, you know, why do everything, anything half-assed? You exactly. know, a, I can run a marathon. It's like a training run.
0: Do they call it, do they call the, the 10 mile option, the half-ass option?
1: Yeah, they should call that the half-ass option.
0: Oh, total missed
1: opportunity. Yeah. Well, next I'll let them know. Cause they're doing another one in April and, um, my wife only saw the beginning and the end and she's like i think i want to do this next time i said Bridget, you missed the entire 26 miles <laughs> you do not necessarily want to do this so, so if you the, the,
0: yeah the 26 miles cuz this is not the normal situation where you can go however you got to go you got to make like a "yet" sound and and yeah. you're you they gave you the donkey you are the sucker they gave they gave Smokey the donkey who doesn't want to do anything on his own, but follow Alice, who he's very sweet on. You had the difficult donkey. How did the race go for you trying to get this donkey motivated to follow this other donkey being dragged by this
1: other person? Yeah, so we all line up at the starting line. You know, yeah. seventh now that there was a beautiful sunrise over the Mojave Desert. Uh they brought out, I think, a priest. He said a little prayer to the donkeys, which I thought was interesting. I couldn't hear with all the... I, I can't even make a donkey sound because it would just sound horrible. But there's, That yeah, yeah. sort of thing. 100% right there. That's it. You nailed it. And um, so there's all this noise going on. They're doing a prayer. And then, you know, the 10 or 11 of us that are doing the full marathon line up, all packed together, close. I'm like, you seem really close together. I feel like I'm going to get run over here. Yeah. And... Uh, and what they do to start these races, they actually get out guns, you know, six shooters. And the start is an actual gun in the air, which, you know, they shoot the gun, you know, maybe if it it's blanks or whatever. Yeah. But they start the race, and next thing you know, we're off. And let me tell you, Ryan, that first two miles was the steepest learning curve of anything <laughs> that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, it's barely the only way I can describe it. By the by, the end of the first two miles, I was an expert because I had to be. Yeah. <laughs> I did not want to die or get kicked or lose my donkey. Um, so it was the first two miles were like the hardest two miles I've ever run in my life. So the the gun goes off, and so this is a ten mile loop that kind of comes back to the start. Yeah. And I'll tell you about that later because it was something that the, the people who brought the donkeys were worried about. Apparently, they're stubborn, and when they get back to what they think is the start, and you kind of turn around and them them, know they're like, Why in the hell are we going out again? We're done, right? We're but, um, so we start going out, you know, the, the burros are really excited, you can tell they're, they're going fast, and we're running the slide uphill. And all of a sudden, the first turn, slide uphill, everyone walks, like, okay, fine. it's not so bad, yeah, uh, we're walking. I I can yeah. handle this. And did we get to the first hill? And I'm like, I'm ready to run. And so I'm yelling, Alice, huh! Alice, huh? And uh, we're starting to run. Now it comes into a little fire. We go downhill at the end of this two miles and we're running. This is great. This is fun. I don't know when I'm ever going to drink my water or eat, eat any of my food because I cannot take my hands off of the harness, <laughs> the lead, something. The next time these donkeys stop is now when I have to drink. And so I have to prepare for that. Yeah. Hold on. I can't run and drink at the same time. And it's very dusty. Obviously, it's the desert. And yeah. it's, at this point, it's only about 70 degrees, so it's a perfect running weather uh, if you weren't running with a donkey. Right. Um, so we're about two miles in, we're running, and then Alice all of a sudden starts to get a little fidgety, and she starts to push Kevin over to the side, and then I see her kind of do this, like, hop step, and her legs come up, whack, nails him right in the leg, like the mid-thigh. Oh, she, she hit Kevin. Yes. And so I kind of saw this coming, and she was, like, pushing him over to the side, like, I don't like you. I'm going to push you over, and I'm going to get you. Like, she knew what she was doing. And uh, luckily, that time, they got her in, in the thigh. And then a couple of minutes later, she did the same thing. And this time, it hits him right in the outside of the knee. Oh! Do not want to be kicked in the knee. But, um, luckily, it was, you know, obviously, I'm sure he's probably sore the next day, and he can still run. So uh, then they seemed to calm down. And immediately right after that, this is all the first two miles, mind you. Oh, wow. I turn around and behind me, all of a sudden, there's smoke coming up in the distance. All of a sudden, I see this donkey come running as fast as it can with no human attached to it. Yeah, It's just this one rope flopping <laughs> with and dust everywhere. And it's running. I'm like, oh, man, what do I do in this situation? Like, how do I t- tell Smokey to move over? Where is this donkey going to go? What's going to happen here? And next thing I know, this donkey passes us. And this is the only time my donkey would go past Alice this whole time. I mean, like When they say that he follows Alice, they meant he follows Alice. As soon as his nose gets to her butt, he would either stop or walk. <laughs> this other donkey without a human, you know, pat, everything's just flopping around. Yeah. Flies by me and Smokey goes, I guess we're running. And he just takes off, and this is on a slight downhill. And then I'm like, it brought back that that harsh memory from the day before where I'm like, I'm just going to lose Smokey. I just got to hold on for dear life. And he's running, he's running. The other one is running. He comes up to another runner. The other runner how much, somehow, I don't know how I kind of slow down. And I was able to jump, grab the you know, reins, and assert my dominance and get him to slow down. And And I look at my watch and I'm like, well, you've been running for 15 minutes. (laughs) All that 15 minutes. Yeah, you've got 24 miles left. (laughs) Um, So then we get to the first aid station. Just like any aid station, you would find there's all the normal food and water. Again, now I'm trying to figure out how do I fill my water bottle? Because I'm holding onto the donkey with one hand, trying to open my water bottle. Yeah. You know, we're wearing masks because you know coronavirus, and so if the people there try not to get close to you. But you have to you know, open up your bottle. They're asking to help you fill. My donkey decides he wants to walk over here, ten feet away, and so I'm kind of being dragged one direction, handing my water bottle off the other direction. Luckily, I get my water bottle filled, and they're like, "You want some food?" And I'm like, "Well, our donkeys are already walking away, so I think I'll get food the next week. <laughs> and um, so that that ten miles was actually. Pretty good because they were running on the flats and the downhills it was just a fun started getting fun town and finally broke out my camera started taking some photos of the beautiful desert kind of all the runners are roughly in the same speed and then there's about a four mile downhill back to the, the start and we're just running the whole time this is great yeah this isn't so bad and so we've end up finishing the first 10 miles in about an hour and 40 hour and 45. Not this bad at great. all. It's not bad. I'll be done in like four or five hours at the most. Yeah. Um. So that's when Alice. Notice I'm talking about Alice mostly because Donkey or Smokey was just there as kind of a sidekick. Right. He's much to the story. It's mainly Alice and I. My my rear view. Right. Look of rear end view of her <laughs> the whole time. And I'll, there's some photos. I think it's every just me behind Alice. And I'm, I'm trying to hit Alice with my rope, get her to go, and yelling at her the whole time. And uh, so we're, we're finishing this 10-mile loop. We're about a, maybe a quarter of a mile from the finish. And then, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, a horse or an animal buckle. But Alice's front leg kind of buckled underneath, and she hit her knee, yeah. ankle, joint, that is. Yeah. And uh, so she's hobbling. And Kevin, and, you know, we're right by the start. He's like, let me just take her back you get her checked out. And so we're at the turnaround. You can see the pens and start line from the turnaround. It's maybe 100 yards. This is where I was turned around and dragged down the hill the day before. <laughs> and uh, Kevin and Alice started walking down. And I thought, you yeah, know, I'm just going to keep Smokey. I'm going to keep going. You know, if, if Alice is out of the way and I turn Smokey around, yeah. finish my race. And so I, you know, Smokey doesn't want to go anywhere. So I'm trying to turn him. And he's now of some certain to pull back on me like he doesn't want to go. And I did this for about a minute or two, and I'm trying to get him to go, and he won't. And then all of a sudden, he decides, oh, this is way down there. What the hell am I doing here? He takes off. He starts running as fast as he can. Here I am running downhill. The rope is getting longer and longer and longer. And I'm like, oh, I let go again. And, um, man, I'm done. You know, this is it. You know, 10 miles. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, Alice is, is, is lame, and, uh, we're not, and Smokey won't go with Alice. You know what? That was fun 10 miles. And uh, so we get back. They checked out Alice. Oh, she's fine. I mean, how do you know she's fine? She can't talk. <laughs> right. you no, know, This isn't Shrek.
0: She, right. She can't
1: tell you what's exactly wrong.
0: Well, they were making an ass- assumption. You know, that's what they were doing based on the information they had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> an assumption. That's number
1: two, right? Um so the guy kind of feels her leg you know does this like you know i don't know what he does he's kind of like oh she's fine well then from mile 10 to roughly mile 20 was straight uphill and not a huge incline i think there's maybe four or five thousand feet of elevation for yeah. this race um but at this point alice decided if it's anything over zero degrees incline she's walking and so we spent the next hours walking our donkeys up the hill they would still move but um <laughs> there was actually zero running on even any of the few flats or sliding downhills so you know, this is not so bad you know i'm yelling alice the whole time and we get to some a stations and it's just kind of going for us and uh but it's going really really slow and now it's starting to get really hot you know before people mm-hmm. it now it's like 95 and beautiful and, uh, and starting to get hot, I'm running out of my water, like, very quickly. And we get to the next aid station. And there's a bunch of guys there, and they've got beer. And usually I'm like, yes, give me some beer. I'm all about it. Yeah. This point, just fill me up on water. I have no time for beer. Yeah, every aid station, was like, two minutes at the max trying to fill up your water without the talkies wanting to keep moving. And uh, we're just walking our way uphill. I mean, it's the slowest. 11 miles I've ever gone. Um, you know, we came, there's a lot of great scenery, lots of yucca trees and came to this old mining camp, you know, so the views are great. But just became now this boring, <laughs> hot, I'm out of water, run out of water really quickly thing. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, you know, and I'm starting to do the time in my head like every runner does. Like, all right, now we're at three and a half hours, you know, and I've only got like 15 miles. Right. It's going to take all freaking day. And uh, my running partner finally catches up because he did the marathon, but with the, uh, without the, the burrow. Okay. Finally catches up to us. And he's like, hey, how's it going? He walks us for a couple minutes, minutes. Like, and then he just takes off. I'm like, all right, running partner, I'll see you later. Right. Me with, with Alice and Smokey and Kevin. And um, we finally get to the top but at this money camp. We turn around, like, thank God. We've got like six miles to go, six or seven miles to go. Yeah. Downhill from here. This race will finish in like five and a half, six hours. We run about another mile. And then there's now three of us kind of together. And the next thing you know, uphill again. It was like one of those false summits. And you get to it, and you're like, oh, we're at the top. Right. It's all down. No. It was like two more miles uphill. Now in the middle of the day. And it's just beating hot. The donkeys are not moving this point they're getting slower in fact um but um so we're almost at the top here and this is where i met a woman um oh gosh now see it's like when i want to remember the names I forget uh it escapes me but um amber amber one is her name and there's a book about pro racing called uh, running with sherman and i think it was done by the guy who did uh born to run oh um
0: Christopher McDougal. McDougal or something.
1: Yeah, Christopher McDougal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he did a book called um, Run with Sherman, and I haven't read it yet, so I don't know anything about Sherman. I know Sherman is a, is a monkey. Right. He uh, must be a famous monkey. Must be, yeah. And uh, so about running with Sh- Sherman, well, this woman, Amber, she's one that provided all the furrows and bought them from, from Colorado. Yeah. And so we ended up talking with her as we're walking because there's no running on. on and we start asking her, how did you get into burrow racing? Well, she goes, There's actually a uh, part in the book that she, I guess, co-wrote or was about her and about how her son has epilepsy and she, they had been into burrow racing. Yeah. Kind of, and then they got reintroduced to it and it kind of helps her mentally with getting over the parts, you know, if her son deal with epilepsy. Yeah. He's fine. And uh, so kind of her story, she, you know, starts to cry a little bit, and I'm thinking I'm here in the desert. This woman's crying, but it's happiness. Like, there's emotions everywhere. What do I do? But she was a really nice woman. So, Amber Wan, uh, who brought the parkies in, really nice lady. She's in the book, Running with Sherman. Uh, and so she kind of told us a little bit about her history of that, of how she got into burrow racing and um, just like ultra marathons. And how do you get into it? Well, somebody tells you about it, or you have burrows you know, hanging around. Like, well, might as well run with them. What else yeah. are you going to do? And uh, so it was really cool talking to her, learning a little bit more about the this, this sport of uh, burrow racing. And then we finally get to the actual top of the, of the mountain. And we run four miles downhill. These burrows were running about eight-minute mile, eight-and-a-half downhill. Yeah. Um, I learned, that, you know, there's a lot of people that I saw pushing their donkey from behind. And when I see that, I was like, why would you do that? Because – Well, they can kick. Know- Get kicked in the nuts, right, or the groin. But when you're running downhill, I mean, it's it's actually still hard because now they want to go. And you have to run next to them, pull them, find the right spot so you don't trip or fall. Or, and it's, it's actually challenging, but it was actually great to be running downhill. I looked at my watch, but oh, we're going to finish this in six hours, which is, hey, respectable. Yeah. I don't know what to compare it to. <laughs>
0: right, right. You have no idea if that's a good time or not. They didn't go into yeah. that in the Solomon video that
1: you watched. No, they didn't. In fact, that's one of the reasons like I don't know how to prepare for this race. <laughs> I don't know what the average times are. There's no ultra sign-up rankings.
0: Wait, wait, there, there was no rankings on ultra sign-up for the borough racing? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> they got rankings for everything else. I'm shocked they don't have rankings for that. Yeah,
1: maybe the borough racing, the Western Pepper Association haven't made it to Ultra <laughs> Sign <up. laughs> Maybe they have. I, I don't know, but um, something. Oh, we're gonna be done in about six hours. Great, it's, yeah. you know, good day. It's hot, and so it's all downhill from the end. And we get to about two miles left. I'm losing my voice for obvious reasons. Yeah, you know, the dust and yelling Alice the whole time and hugging Smokey. Oh, also, when you run, you run generally four. Yeah, right. Makes yeah. sense. When you do trail run, there's also some side to side. Yeah. yeah you went forward, side to side. Well, this run was me forward, side to side, backwards, turn around, run backwards, go between Alice. When I get Alice to start to move, well, now I'm at the end of my lead with Smokey. So now I have to stop, run back to Smokey, get him going, catch it back up to Alice, turn around, drag him. So, you know, I have run every which way. <laughs> run, you know, up, down, side to side, backwards, forwards, yeah, you know, everything. And uh, at this point, now I'm having to pull Smokey a lot more because he's not wanting to go. We're two miles to go. I'm catching up to my running partner, Boris, and I can see him like a quarter mile in the distance. i like, oh, we're going to catch up to him. We're going to finish at the same time. This is going to be great. Yeah. Next thing I know, both donkeys decided we're done. And they wouldn't do anything but slowly walk downhill. The last two miles took us an hour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the best feelings you get is like I see the finish line we're almost there yeah I see the finish line my donkey won't go anywhere and so it was a slow walk to the finish line and um, at this point everyone's exhausted I think we exhausted the burrows yeah they oh, didn't want to sure. run that second 16 miles The only other time that my burrow got in front of Alice was the very end so there's three of us kind of running together Amber, Kevin and I and as this, this was the, it was 26 or 25.9 miles of of just running in point one mile of race <laughs> to the finish. <laughs> For some reason, we were able to get them to run the last couple hundred yards. And this is the only other time Smokey uh, got in front of Alice and I won by a nose, literally. Sweet, so you race, were- but I beat- oh, okay, only between Alice and I. Really, I, you know the the top three or four runners had already come in like an hour before us, right, with their burros, and um, but you got in front of her, so I, I was a second ahead of the other runner. But uh, we decided you know, it should really be a tie effort. You know, when you when you run the whole time with somebody, you're essentially you're tied, but no one really cares anyway. But
0: right, exactly, exactly. What is the culture like at burro races? Is it similar to ultra races? Yeah, I mean, I think it,
1: it essentially is ultra runners who happen to live in Colorado. They wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats more often than most ultra runners. Yeah, and, uh, and plaid shirts. Um, actually, that's basically what I'm describing an ultra runner. Yeah. so it's right. Yeah. Exactly. Community. Yeah, I mean, I think I, from what I guess, this uh, uh, what's it called the breakfast burritos running group. Are you know old trail and ultra runners that basically decided now they're gonna they live in the desert and they've got donkeys and so now they just run with donkeys whenever they came. That is so wild. Is it something you want to do again, Dan? Yeah, I gotta ask that quite a bit after I finished. My immediate answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to finish the second 16 miles. Right. Let alone, you know, finishing the race. But just like everything, you know, when you finish an ultra and or you DNF or you you, know, you finish a race and you think you're still like, I, I'm never doing this again. I'm just going to run 5Ks for the rest of my life. Right. Just do a couple times a week and I'll be happy. Right. You know, a couple of days go by and you start thinking, all right, what's next? You know. And uh, so the answer, the answer is, yes, I would do it again, but not with Smokey. <laughs> the
0: Smokey know this. Have you, have you had this yeah. conversation with Smokey?
1: Yeah, I don't think we got along, uh, truth be told. And my thought then came to, can I buy a donkey? How do I get a donkey? <laughs> you know, they don't seem like they're very much upkeeping, though know, obviously less than horses. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, where am I going to keep a donkey? I my well, wife, let me get a donkey. So he's like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. I can start doing this. This is totally reasonable to get a donkey and yeah, train is- for donkey races. Yeah, you know, bunkies just you put them in the pasture, they eat grass. They're not like goats, you know, you don't eat they don't feed garbage. But um no, I would definitely do it again. Um with a completely different bro.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to, yeah, you broke up with Smokey. That relationship yeah. was a one time
1: race. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely a great experience. Um, seven hours and three minutes, you know, I got a top four finish out of, you know, 10, 10 runners.
0: <laughs> hey, so you just say top four finish. You're like, you don't have to say how many yeah. runners were there.
1: I think two of them got disqualified. And I thought, how do you get disqualified? No, um, that was the guy who, who let, let go of his donkey. and his donkey was yes. running past you. Yeah. I think if you lose your donkey, you're, you can, they let you finish the race, you know, it's just for fun. But, um, I think you officially you're, you're DQ'd or, you know, if you beat your donkey, it was in the rules. Like you cannot beat your donkey or be mean to your donkey or things like that. Like, well, I would never have thought about that. Yeah. Apparently it's happened. Um, so yeah, so it was a great adventure. I've got lots of great photos. The kids loved seeing the donkeys. You know, so my son got to pet the donkeys. My wife loved it so much so that she's not a runner. Right. She did a half marathon once and she's like, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm done. But she was like, you know what? I, I, this looks like fun. I'll do the 10 mile version. And I think, they have to give you one of the smallest donkeys donkeys come in multiple sizes do kind of like dogs right yeah. like these chihuahuas and they're like i think <laughs> she had to collect the chihuahua version
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for this to, i'm waiting for this to really catch on i'm waiting you know everyone's wondering what the next big sport is going to be now that ultra runnings become so popular and trail runnings become so popular like people are going to stumble upon this and go like you know i'm probably never going to win the local 50k but if I get the right burrow, I may have a chance to pull in some W's at burrow racing.
1: Yeah, my thought is, you know, the less and less people that do a particular distance or or type of a, the better of a chance that I have at succeeding. That's true. You know, 50 milers, I'm mid-pack. You know, I, I like to try to be front of the mid-pack. You know, I've done backyard ultras and decent there. But, you know, obviously now is, you know, I'm not going to go uh, 60 hours. Right. You know, so you know, I can do well there. I'm like, i racing. I'll finish my first time out. Mm-hmm. Can't. You can't? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it,
0: it's all gravy now. You are a pro. You know, he's got to write that book. you got to write the Dean Karnazes book. you got to write, like, your Burrow Marathon Man book. Yeah. You know, have you on the cover, pull in your burrow, you know, and they have it's a great story behind it, and everyone will read it and go, I want to do some burrow racing. That's what I that's my ticket. I'm gonna burrow race.
1: Yeah, my my story for this obviously is not the great story, of it was just a, a drinking idea that came up and I thought, why not? This is you know, this is gonna be a fun experience. You know, there are no other races going on this year. They all got canceled unless you were lucky enough to get into like you know, bigs or um you know, I don't know, with a handful of races that on yeah. this year. So it was just a great training run, a great experience. And I'd um, do it again, but it's not top of top of my. Well,
0: doesn't it kind of perfectly, Dan? When you think about it, sum up the experience so many of us have had in 2020. All these great plans, I mean, all these ideas that that we had for the year, for ourselves, for our fitness, and then COVID hits, and we're like, "Oh, I can't do that." It was it was like adapt, and people came up with mm-hmm. all these different creative things. You most likely never would have had this epic adventure. Had Corona not ruined all of your plans for 2020, but now you get to tell everybody that you're a burrow racer.
1: Oh, I don't have my hat uh, with me, Ryan, but I, I made a hat that says "Kiss My" and it has a picture of the burrow on it. <laughs> and uh, and so I am from. I made it for me, my wife, and uh, my running partner, and another friend that ran out there. Like it was just a it just funds were really the, the main reason why I did it. Yeah. To be able to say, you know, I had a smart ass or I had to drag my ass across a finish line. <laughs> you know, all those jokes, you know, I... I when some people ask, which one's the ass and which one's the donkey? <laughs> you know, in fact, I didn't tell uh, uh, some clients of mine uh, what I was doing until, like, the day before I left because, or day before the race, because I thought, for two weeks, that's, all I hear is ass jokes. Right, right. Which, you know, is, you know what I would have done in in the same scenario. So, um, so it was a great experience. You
0: you know, there's that old saying, Dan, uh, you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole. You meet assholes all day. You're probably the asshole or you're at a burrow race. That's, that's the old saying right there.
1: I've never heard that say, but
0: I'm going to use it from right now on. <laughs> Take it and run with it. Dan, now that you've experienced the wonderful world of burrow racing, when the world kind of moves back to normal, and as we're recording this, by the way, um, it is uh, Wednesday, November 4th when we're recording this, and meaning everybody in America's got carpal tunnel from uh, refreshing yeah. our computer screens over presidential elections. Uh, but when when things go back to normal, Dan, what what's on your what's on your plate? What do you want to What do you want to tackle next year when you can kind of move back into a
1: normal ish world
0: of running? Yeah, well,
1: I'm going back to the Vol State next summer. Okay. Um to, to to Laz's last annual Vol State. Yep. I did 2016. Um, I got in again this year. I you know put my name in. Didn't expect to get picked so easily. So I had to have that conversation with my Bridget. Um. You know, there's this race I'd like to run again. We talked about you never wanted me to do it again. But um, so, you know, we're luckily, you know, she's she's on board. But um, as with anything, these ultra marathons. Um So, yeah, I've got the uh, Vol State. I'm doing it screwed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, that's it, really.
0: That'll be a lot of fun. My fingers are crossed that I can get the training in necessary to not embarrass myself at Vol State. I might be the oh, ass... You- yeah, I'm in. I'm in the race. Right. Yeah, I might well, be the ass you're dragging along uh, across the roads of Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I figure if I can drag an ass 26 miles, Ball State, you know, second time around, can't be that bad. <laughs> when, I, when I'm in the middle of of Tennessee and it's 95 degrees with a 90% humidity, there's a cloud everywhere except for over my head, <laughs> and I'm cursing. I think, you know what, at least I'm not pulling <laughs> – Burrow.
0: <laughs> right. You'll be thinking about about Smokey. And you'll go, Thank God Smokey's not here.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. So that's really that's all I've got coming up. You know, I was taking some time off, you know, spent some time with the family um, this year. I'd really planned a light year anyway. I'd like to get back into bigs again if I can. Yeah. Like Backyard Ultra. Um other than that, you know, just I think I've decided that I'm more about just adventures now. You know, speaking of adventure jogging. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of uh, FAT places I'd like to run with some friends of mine and just kind of do something different, right? Try different try alpine races, try incline races. You know, this pack pro racing kind of open my eyes on, you know, what's what's out there besides your normal ultras and, and marathons. just any, anything I'm up for. It's
0: a good mindset to have. Dan, thanks for joining me, man, giving us this great story about the unknown world until now. Of burrow racing
1: oh, There's going to be a huge boom now <laughs> All
0: because, all because oh, of this podcast This is going to be my biggest Most listened to podcast ever People go What was their <laughs> biggest episode? It was when Dan Schamberg was on And we were talking about uh, Burrow racing Thanks Dan for my Potentially biggest episode ever